Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, welcome to episode 72 eating on purpose. I'm so glad you're here. I can't wait for you to explore your thoughts and really how you think about being intentional with food and really knowing that you yourself are in control, that you can handle anything. And this isn't just about food. And I think that's what's so important about this message today is that it doesn't just have to pertain to food. This is about um, thinking thoughts on purpose, following your schedule, the things you need to accomplish for the day, your actions, doing that with intention and with purpose. So I'm super excited for today's podcast. And please know if you have any questions about how this works, or even just about the Courageous Life Society or one-on-one coaching with me, you can always email me at hello at jessicastong.com. Thank you. Sweet friends, I'm super excited to chat with you this week about eating on purpose. As I promised last week, um, it is one of the most, I think, challenging and confusing and often overwhelming topics that we can discuss. And please know that if this is of interest to you, um, we will be covering this in the Courageous Life Society. You have access to more videos of me chatting about this, of, of like explorations, and then you can come to the coaching calls and get coached around this area and around really looking at our cognitive, our thoughts, about food, our thoughts about who we are, our thoughts about what we're able to accomplish as it relates to food, but a whole host of other things. And then also knowing that um, our behaviors are at play too, which is why my cognitive behavioral interventions are key in all areas. I believe, right? <laughs> I just, I just know it to be true because I've done the work with countless others, but I've also done the work myself. And so I can, I can speak to you in that manner. Um, you, are, you are here and I'm super excited. I need to tell you um, that I do have a new webcam. Very um, high def. However, I don't know where to look. Do I look at the camera? Do I look at myself? So you'll notice me just a, a, a bit of a, like a eye mess right now. And it's just because I'm learning a new program. I wanted to warn you in advance if you didn't know what was going on with my eyes. Anyway, I'm so thrilled you're here. I am committed to teaching you about how to eat on purpose. And, and really eating on purpose means that you decide what that looks like, but really this is about being intentional with your thoughts and your behaviors 
And this can be, you can apply this work to eating. As we did last week, you can apply this work to productivity. You can apply this work to achieving your goals. Any area that you're working on right now, I really want you to understand that the principles, the cognitive behavioral interventions are the same and that you can use this to change, to do the work necessary for change. Okay, so, so we're going to talk about the psychology of eating. <clears throat> we're going to talk about establishing protocols and what that looks like. We're going to do the chair process a little bit, and then we're going to do if-then plans. Please note that um, I might do this in two parts. Um, so just we'll see what we can get um, through, but know that whatever questions you have, whatever comes up for you, this is available um, in the Courageous Life Society. And so you can always join, come to the group coaching calls and really ask me questions about what that looks like for you. Okay, so um, we know, before we get started, like when we think about eating on purpose, this is really just you thinking about what's important to you. You deciding beforehand in a neutral emotional place, deciding ahead of time what's off and what's on limits and what you will commit to doing each and every day as you were thinking about eating on purpose or being healthy and really how to rewire your brain to eat on purpose. And for some of you eating intentionally might mean that you want to lose weight. Great. Go all in. Be committed to that. For some of you, or for me in particular, and all, all the others, it's about getting healthy. And so I want you to be clear on what you want to change and, and really what this means to change your relationship with food. What will it mean for you? I want you to take some time right now or at um, if you're drive, listening to this on a podcast and you're driving, like when you get done driving, you have time or later tonight, I want you to write why health and a healthy body matters to you. What will it mean if you are healthy? What will it look like? How will it feel? And I want you to think about how you feel now. So like we're, we're creating, we're really, uh, like we're really exploring the gap between where you are now and where you want to be. And there is no shame. There is no blame in any of this thought work, in any of this exploration. You know that you are just doing the work to understand what works for you, what thoughts you need, what emotions you need, what actions you need to take to get the result you want. So many times we have just tried to change our actions and that hasn't worked for us. Maybe it has, but it's not sustainable. Or so many times we've decided, I'm just I, like, I, I'm sick of this. I'm going to think, I'm going to use my willpower to get a result. 
And that hasn't worked either. It's the combination of our thoughts, our emotions, our actions to get the result we want. And that's what I teach you. And that's what I want to teach you. And so when we are um, thinking today, and I want to be clear, I'm just going to speak today about the psychology of eating. There is so much other information um, and we can talk about inflammation. We can talk about chemical and hormone responses to food. And, and of course, that's another topic. I will probably talk about dopamine because I always talk about dopamine um, and dopamine hits, but you get the, the point. There is so much to these conversations, but I'm just really focusing on the psychology and the cognitive behavioral piece of eating on purpose. And I want you to know and to really understand that you can train your brain to eat on purpose. You can. You can train your brain to do anything, truly anything that you desire. You just have to learn the skills to do that. That's where I come in. You might want support. Just listen and, and, and keep an open mind because we also know our brain's going to be like, oh no, I don't want to believe this. Our brains want to look for danger, keep us safe, keep us just chugging along the same way we've always gone. Our brains do not like change. So when I'm presenting you with information, it will want to reject it. It will want to find evidence against it. I just know that's what brains do. And don't, don't be upset when your brain tries to do that. You'll just know in advance that's what it's doing. Okay, so I believe that when we take into account all of this, all of our eating, our overeating, our undereating, all, all that relates to eating, and please know I, if, if eating is one, is um, a challenge for you in a, a more defined way, um, please let me know. Email me at hello at jessicastong.com if this brings up anything for you. And I would be happy to talk with you about this because we have carried around the battle wounds of unhealthy connections with our body, unhealthy messages we've received about our body over the years, about how to eat, about being forced into diet. So I want you to recognize that you are always safe and that you are safe now and that you can hear this information with clarity and, and get help. I'm always available. Um, this is, I pre-record my podcast, but please know, I and, and videos, but please know I am always here for you if this brings up a lot um, in you. So I want you to know we have not been taught how to feel our feelings. We have not been taught how to manage our emotions. So when we feel and overfeel, we have developed uh, patterns on how to cope with our feelings. If you've heard me speak before, I talk about like really there are four ways that you can deal with your emotions. And one of them is by distracting. And for so many of us, for so many years, 
we have distracted from our emotions by eating. We have distracted from our emotions by not eating. So I really want you to think about how you have interacted with food in the past. So we also use it, we have feelings of elation. We're going to eat. We have feelings of, of uh, sadness. We're going to eat because we're just not going to feel those feelings. We're going to somehow distract from that feeling. We've created that loop that we need food to celebrate something. And that's not true. But we've created these systems, our society has. And what if we stopped those? What if we, what if we stopped buffering or distracting from our emotions and just felt them? I also believe that eating and really overeating is a way to seek pleasure. You get a dopamine hit really quickly, don't you? And avoid pain. It's an acceptable buffer because we all need food, right? And so this work is so nuanced and there are so many wonderful, incredible dietitians, people that I work with, people in the members, like who get this at a deep level. I am just talking about the psychology of, of your experience and your relationship with food. So when you get to the point, you've done the work, you understand this, you can, you can do it in combination. But I want you to think about how you've been looking for those dopamine hits. You're tired. You get a dopamine hit, a reward from food. We do the same thing with our phone. It's buffering. You can't see my hand. It's buffering and it's distracting from our feeling and it is giving us um, messages in our brain. So I want you to think about, like, we, we know our brains are designed to, like, avoid pain, avoid danger, and, and just keep everything just easy, pleasurable. We don't want to challenge our brains. Our brains don't want to be challenged with new information or changes. Your brain's going to be like, no. So, and we know that our brains just really want us to keep moving, to keep going the way it has. And we know that we are also, we've created neural pathways from cues around food that re remind us how important it is to get food. So this is so, guys, guys, this is so nuanced and so much, but I really want you to think about this cue, like withdrawal cues, social pressure, like all of these ideas that we're looking for food um, to really, to really make something out of, of, of our thoughts and our emotions. And so really, we know that, this, that we've practiced this avoidance of feelings eat over and over again. We've practiced feeling, feeling, avoiding, eat food for a dopamine hit. And we have it 
done the work. And we often, you guys, will say, clients will come to me and say, I feel so out of control and I felt this. And it's like we don't even think we have thoughts about food or that we can't control our will about food. It's against our will. We eat against our will. Like, how did this potato chip end up in my mouth? <laughs> and it feels this way, right? We know it's not this way. And we know our brains are, pro like, we can reprogram our brains. We can rewire our brains. We can change those well-worn pathways that go back and forth. And we can just take, we can just detour. We can replace them with new ones and interrupt the old ones by changing our action, changing our thoughts and our emotions and the action we take. And I want you to think about why you think quitting food, quitting eating, uh, uh, unintentional eating is so challenging. Why have diets failed for you? And, and really just what, what does it bring up for you? What thoughts do you have? You probably think about how you lack willpower, right? Or you think maybe that you're just lazy. Or you might think that, um, that it's just too hard and you can't figure it out. Or you can't afford to go to the gym. Or you cannot X, Y, and Z. So really want you to really examine your thoughts about food and eating right now. And, and here's the deal. I know that you, you'll come here and you'll want to change what you eat and you'll want to start exercising all at the same time. I'm looking at one of my sweet little clients. And we know you small, Slow and steady wins the race in behavior change. So we want to do it incrementally. So I'm going to ask you to pick eating or exercise. I believe that when we get our eating under control, we'll feel healthy to exercise. But for some of you, exercise is the first step and then eating. So we're just talking about eating today. And you're not going to do both at the same time, even though this is one form of self-sabotage. Your brain will say, well, if I can't do one, I don't want to do the other. Or I heard someone say that it's just easier to do them both. Trust me. Why trust me? No, like we, let's look at that. Let's look at those thoughts. I'm like, just listen to me, people. Okay, so I want to talk about willpower. Because I believe that we've been sold the wrong messages about food and dieting and losing weight. So willpower is like, we're going to resist the urges to overeat. We're going to be so, we're going to be so self-disciplined. And we know this is temporary and limited if you do not have a compelling reason. And we know, I, like you guys know, and I'll, I'll link to this in the comments or the show notes, I believe that you can rewire your brain with commitments. So we're gonna talk about, but part of the commitment is your compelling reason. So you have to, um, 
you have to be clear, but you cannot rely on just like sheer force of will. We thought that that's what willpower is. That if we just tried hard enough and we've never tried hard enough, we've got to fight it hard. And we also don't understand in our brains how to delay how to delay gratification, how to say no to our brains. As you guys know, I, I liken it to Theo. So your brain now doesn't want to change. Your brain's like, no, don't want that. You want me to do something different? Not going to happen. So I asked Theo to do something different, like pick up his toys when he's playing with his toys because it's time to do that. So I'm saying we need to change. And suddenly, Theo can't see. His eyes are closed and he can't see his toys to put them away. (laughs) He's four. Um, And his arms go floppy and he can't, like, he can't put his, his, um, you can't pick things up if your arms are floppy. That's what we do in our brains. We're like, what? I can't do this. I need this. I want my life to stay the same. I want it now. I want, I don't want to do the hard work. I can't see what to do next. Thank you, Theo, for such a good model and example. I saw he was doing that and I was like, oh my heavens. He teaches me so much, but like we don't learn how to do the hard, we want immediate gratification. We don't want to be told what to do. Our brains are like, nope, I'm going to shut down now. So I want you to think about that. And I want you to really recognize what your brain's going to do. It's going to resist the change. It's going to say, like, I can't handle this. You know I've never been good at change. You know change, I've failed in the past. Let's think about if you have the thought, I've always failed at dieting or like um your thought might be like diets don't work for me how does that make you feel if you have the thought i've always failed at dieting well i would feel shame overwhelm confusion maybe would you feel confused So think about it. And then what do you do from shame, overwhelm, and confusion? Nothing. Inaction. Like, I'll just keep eating. I've always failed. I'll just not take action to change my food. And then what result do you get? Well, you've always failed. Failure. That's what you know. That's what your brain is wired for. So how do we take this and go from I always failed at dieting to I can do this. I don't fail. I am in control of what I eat. Well, you guys know we need to do some thought laddering, right? We'd have to say, like, here's our current thought. 
is I've always failed. Oh, I can't really. Sorry, I'll, I'll move my. And we want to get up to. We want to ladder our thoughts up to. I can. I eat on purpose without failing failure without failure or i like you you decide what that you want that to say i eat on purpose without failure or like i do not fail i'm not a failure i'm in control i i mean let's like i've always failed is i'm not in control so I'm in control. So just think about that and you build that. And if you want more help on those latter thoughts, we have a video on that on the Facebook page. So you can see me actually doing that bit by bit by bit. But that's really nuanced and it has to be believable to your brain. You can't go from the current thought to your goal thought because your brain's going to be like, uh -uh, that's not true and I'll show you why. Okay. So let's say that um, you now are like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to think about um, this. I, I want to not use food as an emotional buffer, most emotional crutch. You would have need to probably have the thought. I am I, like, I choose what I put into my body. I choose to deal with my emotions. I am in control of my emotions and don't use food to make me feel better. So we're just going to say, I am in control, right? of my choices, of my decisions. And when you're like, I'm in control of my decisions, how does that make you feel? Like, boom, boom. No one's telling me what to do. I got this, right? I feel empowered. That's why I take the approach, and you will see this, like with the food protocol that I teach, my courageous life societyers. I just, I can't come up with a something that rolls off the tongue. Like I teach a protocol. Like you're gonna, this is what I'm gonna eat, when I'm gonna eat it, and I'm gonna follow that. I'm gonna write it down every night so that in the morning I don't have to think about anything. We talk a lot about my client, Susie told me that she's been tapping as a reminder to, to use her prefrontal cortex. But so we won't have to use our prefrontal cortex for each decision we make about food. We're just going to follow what's along. In the, in the society, we talk a lot about how do we save our mental energy for things that matter to us? How do we like do the work necessary to be like, I got this. I matter and I'm only going to use my mental resources, like what I need to do for things that matter and not for deciding what I'm going to eat because I already read, wrote it down. And here's the deal. We are also 
this is intentional, we are learning how to think on purpose and when to think and how to use our prefrontal cortex. We are literally changing our brains, changing the neuro, like the, the wiring to change our life. We're creating new neural networks that believe that we're in control. We're shifting that negativity bias that like, ah, I always fail, nothing ever works, nothing's ever right. Two, like that one of like belief in what is possible. Why if you just started believing this is possible for me, for anything? What if you had that thought every day? I do. I know so many of my clients do. Like, this is possible. I'm going to do it. So I want you to think about all the, like, what do you need to feel in control? What do you need to think about food? And what do you need to finally believe your brain? What thoughts do you need? How do you want to feel? It's so fascinating to watch how the mind works. Because oftentimes, let me give you some, some thoughts about food that I often hear. So let's just say you decide what you're going to eat, what you don't eat. Done. And, and certain food you'll eat, like for me, as I've, I've discussed this before, I follow the walls protocol, but literally you can choose anything. But I don't eat flour, sugar, dairy. Some of my clients don't eat flour, sugar. Some of my clients don't eat sugar, dairy. Doesn't matter. But what you are training your brain to do is to be purposeful and intentional. And that's the same work that you will do when you are purposeful and intentional with your time. And that's the same work you will do when you are purposeful and intentional with your goals. I mean, productive time and, and eating your goals. So think about it. It's the same. So you're just training your brain and giving your brain more examples that you can do this that you got this, but okay, some of my favorite, um, your brain will come up with so many reasons that you need to eat off, so off protocol. So protocol is just literally, you're probably like, what is that? I guess I should tell you what a protocol is. It's like, really, you're just deciding what you're gonna eat and you're sticking to it no matter what. And I say for a week to see how it goes and then you can swap see around. Like first I did no flour and then I did no sugar. I didn't jump into it. Again, your brain will want to do all the things at, at once. And you will decide what you are going to do ahead of time with your prefrontal cortex. You're not going to decide in the moment when your ah, emotional reaction is so strong. You're going to look at the list of food you have and you're going to be like, I I can eat this. I can feel my feelings. This is what I've got. There's so much more to it, but essentially that's what we do. You're like, okay, I can't, like, I don't have the crutch of eating to cope. So what's my, what's my next choice? Sure. You could go to drinking or Netflix. I don't know, but you're not going to do that. You're changing the story, you're changing your brain on purpose. We're changing with intention. 
So some of the thoughts that come up, because here's the deal, you're gonna write down what you're gonna have the night before. I'll just share with you what my brain's done. The thought is, I'm gonna die. I don't know if any of you have had this thought when you're like fall, like your brain is changing what you eat. You're like, you're, you're not, again, we're seeking pleasure. We want the sugar to feel better, to feel, whoo, feel elated. What if we could just create that elation with our brain, but our brain in the moment is like, I'm gonna die without sugar, or I might kill my husband without sugar. Again, he always is like, what are we like when back in the olden days, pre this, this way of eating, I would do um, diets and he'd be like, what's going to happen? You're going to be mad at me all the time. So like that is just, it's just going to, okay. But your brain might think I'm going to die. I hate everyone. No one cares about me. I'm so hungry. Um, like, I'm so shaky. Now, we, we talk about this, the difference between, like, sensation, like sensation and feeling. I, let's be clear here. Um, I need a, a certain amount of protein. Fine. Like, yes. Um, my favorite is, I think my blood sugar's low. It's always my go-to. It's never low. But I just love to say that because then I can justify eating. So we're really getting deep at what you've been using in your brain to get out of like staying on a protocol. And you are not gonna be like, I'm gonna eat two meals a day at first and no snacking. People say to do that and I'm like, baby steps, friends, baby steps. So I want you to be clear about what you want to do. This is all about living a life of intention, living a life of purpose. And yes, so, and then choosing anchor thoughts every day. Instead of having the anchor thought, I'm gonna die, right? Because that's not helpful. Or this is so hard. Or this is, this sucks. I hate this. This is unfair. You're going to come up with other things to, to supply to your brain. And you're going to put them everywhere in the kitchen or in your bedroom when you want to snack at night. So what if an anchor thought is like, I can handle this. Does that feel good? I can handle this today. Or like, I can handle my emotions today. I can handle eating what's on my list of food to eat today. This is not too challenging. I've got this. I am trying hard at this. I believe in myself today. And you test it out. Does that thought give you the emotion that feels good? Do you feel good when you have the thought, I can handle this today? I do. I'm like, yes, I can do this. And what action are you going to take from the thought, I can handle this today? Well, I'm going to be like, 
I'm doing it. And then your result would, you're handling it. And let's say, let's just say that something comes up and you are questioning this, I can handle this today. You know, in CBT, we just love a good if-then plan. So if something happens, then what will you do? I can handle this today. Well, you're going to look at your, uh, your sheets. You're going to do, you're going to tap and remind your prefrontal cortex to kick in that you do not need to listen to those urges of our old brain, that you can do this work. You are in control. You can handle it. Even if you're thinking, I'm going to die, I'm super hungry. And no one gets me and everybody's mean to me. So you are going to use anger thoughts to wire in the belief that you can eat on purpose, that you are not at the whim of what happens to you. You are in control of one thing and one thing only, your thoughts. And your thoughts impact your emotions, which impact your actions, which impact your results. As Dr. Albert Ellis, the psychologist who said, and I quoted this in my How to Love Your Life, you have considerable power to construct self-helping thoughts, feelings, and actions, as well as to construct self-defeating behaviors. You have the power, if you choose it, to choose healthy instead of unhealthy thinking, feeling, and acting. So what do you want to choose? You can choose this. It is your choice every day, and we think it isn't. We think that we, we cannot control. But here's the deal. I want to teach you how to feel your feelings for the first time, probably. That's life-changing. I want to teach you how to take your thoughts, how to review your thoughts, to name your thoughts, to name your emotions, to tame them. And that's what we can, this, you guys know, this can be anything up here. It's like eating, living, breathing on purpose. I just make, oh, breathing on purpose, meditation, friends. I want you to really consider where have you given away your power to others, to your circumstances, to what has happened to you, and how can you take that back to shape what you think about it, because that's all we can do. That's the only control we have in this, in this experience. And I want you to think about eating on purpose. And, and this is my, this is my, like, you only get to do this work for yourself right now. You are not going to write down food diaries, for, food journals for other people. We're just not going to do that. That's the work of dietitians. So you are only doing this work for yourself. Okay. Not for your kids. I just needed to say that because that came up with one of my clients, former clients in London, no one recently. And it was very um, eye-opening. And, and it is from a place of like, I want to help. Just as I try to get my husband to follow my protocols on life, like fill out a productivity, how you use your time inventory. It's from a place of good, 
good intentions. But when we don't have consent, the work is not their work and they are not doing the work to change their thoughts. Okay, sweet friends, um, I am so grateful for your support and so grateful for your goodness. If you have questions, remember this might be challenging for some because we carry around beliefs. Oh, beliefs galore. My email is hello at jessicastong.com or you can find me um, at, you know, on the socials. And don't forget July 24th, the Courageous Life Society will be opening back up again. Why wouldn't you want to learn all of these fun tools and hang out with fun ladies? Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks guys. Have a great and courageous week. Hey, it's Jessica. I just wanted to quickly, um, before we go, I wanted to invite you um, to start coaching with me. I know that there is so much going on in this world and all we want to do is take control of our lives to feel more joy and more peace. And really what we know is that someone outside of the stories you're telling yourself, someone outside of the narrative and the thoughts in your brain, someone can help you walk through this time. I want to be that person. I would be so honored to help you. We get to create the habits to help us feel good and rewire your brain. And really, you don't have to live in chaos anymore. You don't have to feel overwhelmed. You have the key to your own joy. And I want to help you with the tools to unlock that joy. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm offering individual coaching practices right now with payment plans. You can try this out for one month. So book a disc free discovery session on my website, jessicastong.com. You can um, really just look into what I do. There is no obligation in these free discovery sessions. It's one hour of coaching consult to discuss what we can do together. We can do this. There is never going to be a better time than now. So do this and watch your life change. I'm so excited for you. Um, again, I can't wait to work with you. And um, if you have any questions, you also can email me at stong.jessica at gmail.com. Thanks so much. See you next week.